Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, we're back. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us, as he does every Saturday at this time, is Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? I'm doing right. You know, before we even get started, one of my favorite things, and I think you experience this too at this time of the year when we're at these shows, is the people that come by that, you know, we put things out on our social media, we put things out on the radio. We don't always get feedback about that. We're hoping that information is helpful and hitting home. And it's so rewarding when people come by the show and tell us, oh, I loved what you did about that. That really helped me. Or maybe could you do a little more of this or do this differently? I really love that feedback. Oh, absolutely, Terry. I think it's just like that. You know, half the time when we plan these shows, we're doing, you know, topics and things that we kind of think are cutting-edge information or think what our listeners want to hear. But, yeah, at this show, you get, you get that one-on-one experience where you get to talk to them, and, and that's where it's so crucial. And I think, again, talking about the sports shows, I talked about that this week, but, you know, as the world goes social and as we like you just talked about, you know, everything's on YouTube and everything's on our Facebook page. But even when we go live, the interaction still is not quite there. As opposed to when you come down to this show, you get to have that one-on-one conversation. Like at the experts panel or, you know, when we're having a walleye panel today. You get to have that exact conversation to where your specific answers are, are covered. To where you're like, hey, you know, I struggle with this one particular thing. Do you have advice for me? And, you know, down here, there are so many pros and experts in so many different fields um, of the outdoors. It's so neat to come down here and again, just just learn and get information built up to where you become a better hunter and angler. Well, you're absolutely right. And you, of course, appear in both the hunting theaters and the, at the tank. And we've added last year the experts corner where but people, when you come to the tank, you sit and Nate and some of the other people will do presentations, even myself, where we'll talk to the whole group of people at one time. But the experts corner is another little wrinkle we've added. We come in and you get to have this almost one-on-one or maybe four or five people talking. And and, and it's, there's a subject there, but they, they don't mind varying from it. And you get to talk to these guys who you've followed and listened to and really get your in-depth questions. I really like that part of the show, Nate. Oh, absolutely, Terry. It's cool. Just, again, to have those questions. I, I had guys when I was hosting the experts panel on Thursday. You know, we are talking about, about – Predators in Colorado, big walleye, lake trout, pike, things like that. But, yeah, we had guys coming with such specifics. And, you know, the cool thing is a lot of these people that I were talking to, they were so close. They're like 95% of the way to having extreme success. And they're just missing those fine-tuned little details. You know I mean? Presentation-type stuff, the height of their jig stroke, whatever the case may be, and it's neat to, to be able to talk them through that. And no doubt today is, is, a, is no doubt a, a day of information. Uh, I know I'm on, a, on the tank today at 1130 talking about shallow water walleye techniques, uh, which, again, is a huge presentation to catch more and bigger fish for all those anglers that are like, hey, I catch a million seventeen and a half. I want eighteen inch fish that I can keep. So we have a seminar built for that. And then uh, you know, at two o'clock we have the walleye panel. Uh, then later on in the day I have a maybe it's uh, earlier than that. Either way, I have the walleye panel with you. Then I have the casting competition. Uh, then I have a hunting seminar. So a lot of cool stuff going on here today at the show. And uh, again, I mean seminars are round the clock uh, on all the details about Colorado outdoors. Well, you know that walleye panel. We always draw a great crowd for that. And it's it's Dan Swanson and yourself and Brad Peterson. Uh, and then I host it. And the walleye knowledge we have. 
season uh, everyone that's on that panel is a seasoned tournament fisherman everybody on that panel guides for walleyes locally and everybody is fishing at walleyes on a national basis that's on that panel and we we know we always get a lot of things like you did something on lake trout last night and i know that um will did a big pike presentation and those are always popular but after trout walleye is still the number two fish in colorado and you know there's almost a bigger passion for it people love walleye fishing in this state they do Terry. you know our, our colorado parks and wildlife is doing a great job of managing that resource with their netting programs in the spring and you know back in i don't want to say back in the day but years ago when we had sucker or trash fish or rough fish and we had a a situation of a rough fish that needed managed it was always looking towards tiger muskie or even further back in the day looking at pike as a resource to manage those rough fish as opposed to now it's a walleye or a, a saw guy that's being replaced with that so now all of a sudden we're taking uh, uh, a great managing tool to keep populations in check and it's also again like you said the number two sport fish for us here in colorado um so it's really neat to see so you're seeing more and more walleye populations blooming you're seeing them introduced into new fisheries um and again they're thriving out here west you know again you talk about walleye to the to the average person everybody thinks the midwest but in reality we can keep up with numbers we can keep up with big fish like we really have some some premier walleye fishing uh, of anywhere in the country right here and half the time it's you know 10 15 minutes from our viewers door where they have this opportunity these great fish so uh yeah we love talking walleye down here at the show just because again anglers do they have a passion for it they're eager to learn and we have the resource to to capitalize on that education right here locally no i couldn't agree more and you know there's probably a better chance of catching a 10 pound walleye in colorado than there is in minnesota uh, just because we, we have such a forage base that grows these fish on our, our shad and some lake smelt and, and just the other forage we have. Um, one of the things you brought up I want to circle back to, and that's that people, you know, there's a few lakes that are an 18-inch limit. Now, there are other lakes where it's 15 or even no limit where you can go and catch a few fish. We don't recommend you take too many small ones, but go and catch a few to take for the pan. But after early spring when those aggressive males get culled out a little bit, Catching those bigger keepers on some of this lake is a little more difficult, but it's not because those fish aren't there. Those bigger females around, but they just react so differently. Uh, you know, you're right, Terry. When you talk about that, um, whether those males get cold out or they just get educated, it does change. And those females, again, you talk to the average angler. Like this show is a perfect example where everybody doesn't even think that those fish exist. And a lot of people don't understand more the concept of the male female the growth rate things like that so many anglers we talk to say you know man at chatfield or cherry creek or wherever i had the best walleye year last year i caught so many 17 and a half i can't wait for next year because they're all going to be 18 18 and a half when in reality a huge portion of those you know mid 17 inch fish are adult males and it might take them several years to go to that next bump up to where they're 18, just because that's the maturity level of those fish. So learning to, to capitalize on really it's immature females that are those great eater 18, 20 inch fish. Um, and they, again, they live in a different realm. So many of us always want to catch a bigger walleye and we always tell ourselves, Hey, if I keep catching them, I'm going to run into one, you know, the guy who's going out there and fishing the, the traditional road bed, the traditional structure, he's like, man, I've caught 100 today, but if I keep catching them, I'm going to get a big one. 
they might do that their entire life and not see a big fish doing that. Because, again, those bigger fish don't want the competition for food. Those bigger fish are in a different situation. Um, so really learning a, a new strategy, a new technique is how you're going to catch those bigger fish. And, like, that's my seminar at 1130 today. It's talking about shallow water walleyes, probably the most overlooked fish in Colorado is the walleye in that shallow water. We've been taught over the years and just, you know, beat into our head that walleyes are always in somewhat deeper water, when in reality, a lot of the biggest fish in the system are very shallow through the course of the year. So we're going to walk people through how to look for those fish, how to find those fish, how to catch those fish in that shallower water. And, it, again, it's a great seminar. It's exciting to, to see people's eyes light up. Um, once they start understanding more of the, the behavior, understanding the, the maturity level, understanding the difference of the male and female. Um, and, again, you learn that, and you're going to have a lot more success on those bigger fish. You know, it, it's almost kind of made me smile because it goes full circle because I almost said when I was growing up in Minnesota, but Karen reminds me I didn't grow up. I just got older there. But, <laughs> but we went through a cycle where everybody was catching walleye shallow, and they didn't know how to fish for them deep. And then all of a sudden they discovered these, and this is, you know, all over the country. All of a sudden they discovered these deeper fish and forgot that walleyes were shallow before. And now we're cycling back saying, hey, there's walleyes up here in the weeds or on the rocks. Exactly. You know, it's just, you know, and they're bass fishing and they catch a walleye and they go, wow. And it really is. You just need, and it's different in everybody water. You know, we had, when Jimmy Houston and I were doing our uh, our presentation last night, somebody Somebody asked us about breaking down a lake, and they just gave us a general type of lake. Well, my first comment was, you know, what other predators are in that lake? What time of the year are you fishing, and what's the forage? Uh, and what's, you know, because it's going to all change, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, and even fishery to fishery, I mean, there you can be on one fishery like, like your northern Colorado lakes that have smelt and shad. Your smelt are going to be a deeper water presentation. You have walleyes that strictly feed on those deeper fish. Then you have shad base that's going to be shallower, and those fish will be shallower. We even see it on Chatfield. Right now, uh, we're on a low population year of shad, so we have fish that are literally feeding on the bottom, feeding on bloodworms, feeding on midges from last year. So there's a, a bite in deep water on mud where you really have a massive population of fish feeding on one particular food source. Then you have a shallow water presentation where these fish are feeding on shad. Then we actually have kind of a, a total flip over and we have a very mature walleye bite and these big giant walleyes, you know, 28, 30s are feeding on yellow perch and young rainbow trout. So literally in one fishery, you can have three food sources and that's going to dictate where those fish live, what time they feed and kind of the entire pattern for the day of how you as an angler would go about even catching them once it's time to do that. Um, so again, there, there's so much to it. Absolutely. Well, and again, this is a great day for walleye anglers to come to the show because you're going to be doing a great walleye seminar, and then we're going to have our panel on walleye fishing. So it's a great time to come down, hang around the tank, and just talk walleye fishing because even when the seminars aren't going on, a lot of you guys are going to be down there, and we're going to be going over techniques. Nate, before I let you go, though, I know you've been at the show a lot, but some of your guys have been out and around. Do you have any updates about what's going on? Absolutely. You know, Terry, we, we got cold last night. And we're really excited. We have our ice addiction tournament at Boyd uh, this next weekend. And everybody's been 
asking, is it a go? Is it going to have to get moved? What's going on? And we are so excited to announce that the ice is good. The event is a go. So next Saturday at Boyd Lake is the ice addiction event. The heaviest single fish is going home with $10,000 cash. Uh, and with that being said, we've obviously been up there almost on a daily basis watching the bite. And the walleye bite is going strong. The white bass bite is going strong. The perch, the uh, crappie, the panfish. Everything seems to be going strong, and obviously the rainbow bite is almost always going there. Uh, so Boyd is a great place to fish. We're excited about that just because the tournament's coming up and fishing is good right now. Um, the front range, again, the, the last couple of days of being colder, uh, we're going to put in that. It's going to continue to be cold at night. Uh, so the Chatfields, Cherry Creeks are building ice. Again, um, you have ice out there that is 100% not even close to being able to stand on, and you have ice that is fishable. Um, so, again, use, obviously, we've been preaching it for weeks, but use caution on the front range lakes uh but when you do get on that fishable ice at chatfield trade creek right now the walleye bite is going strong it has been very strong on the jigging wraps or that style bait uh so the jigging wrap style bait has been very productive in the last couple days so that would be my advice for that and then obviously the high country is fishing good uh 11 mile is continuing to hold its streak of fishing very well there's a tournament up there today uh but 11 mile is fishing good so of the south park fisheries i would say 11 mile is the place to go uh for both numbers and big fish so a lot of stuff happening but again the biggest announcement is that boyd is good ice boyd is good to go uh register for the ice addiction event and we will see everybody up there next saturday well you know there's a couple things about that boyd event i'm going to let a couple secrets out um everybody's going to want to target walleyes thinking they're going to probably win it and they could there's some big walleyes in there but a couple species you mentioned the trout and those trout uh this time of the year there's some holdover trout and they can be pretty aggressive in that type of situation you know targeting some of those trout might be the key but there's an overlook that you can get some awfully big fish through the ice and that's catfish oh absolutely absolutely and so i think that that's a wide open tournament where it could be won by a two pound trout or a 15 pound catfish 15-pound cat. I mean, there are more cats that cruise through the, the Marina Bay. I mean, literally, if you were going to go target catfish any time of year, that would be one of your go-to spots. Um, so I agree. Big cats is a, is a huge opportunity. There's been some good walleyes. We saw a lot of guys yesterday catch a 20-inch walleye that was really good. So uh, I agree. It is wide open to see uh, to see what's going to take it. There is. We, we love it when we have events where there can be four or five different species caught. Uh, and everybody's going to have their style of angling for those species uh so we'll uh, we'll see what happens but regardless the heaviest single of one of those uh is going home with ten thousand dollars cash so we're excited but it. it's a it's a very big tournament for colorado a uh, big paying tournament we haven't had a lot of these uh in the state so we're excited to, to be hosting it and i uh, can't wait to see the excitement of uh, whoever's going to go home with ten thousand cash next weekend all right nate we're going to let you go and we will see you down at the show in just a short bit of time and i'll meet you down there Perfect. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, Nate Zelinsky. We'll take a quick time out. We come back. We're going to talk survival with some other people who are down to show. You've seen these people on Naked and Afraid, and they live right here in Colorado. All that and more coming up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. I'm going to go right to the phones because I'm excited to have these folks on. We've got... Um, We've got Matt and Brooke Wright from uh, uh, from uh, Extreme Instinct with us, and we had them on last year, and they are survival experts. In fact, if you're a fan of the show Naked and Afraid, you've seen both of them appear on there quite successfully. 
And they're down at the ISC show today. We're going to talk a little bit about what they're doing down there. And then we're going to talk a little bit about maybe a, a few survival <laughs> tips for you. Good morning, guys, gals. Hey. Good morning, Terry. How are yeah. you? I, I'm doing great. It's just a beautiful day out. I, you're probably down at the show already. The door's open and people are coming in. Um, tell me a little bit about your booth at the show first. What do you have there? Yeah, so uh, so what we do is one of our big passions is they, uh, is uh, we actually make custom knives. And uh, so we do a lot of custom knives for people. That, uh, we have a bunch of knives on the booth, but we uh, we also teach also teach survival classes. So uh, we're uh, we're setting up you know setting up adventures for people to kind of go out and learn the wilderness bit. And so you take them out, and you actually teach. I know you teach extreme survival because you you know the stuff you've done on Naked and Afraid has really made you both famous. They call you the Savage Couple. Is that right? So. But you're really That's nice right. people. You're really nice people. You're not savage. Just it's the way you can survive <laughs> in, the out, in the outdoors. I mean, you've never hurt me, so I feel pretty safe. But, <laughs> but, but you know, your survival. Do you teach other types of survival too, or do you teach mostly extreme survival? You know, Terry, we offer all the. You know, we cater to all different types of um, survival techniques, and you know, everything from your basics to folks who may just they may have just moved to Colorado or they've been here a while, and maybe they just want to know some of those fundamental basics of going out and making sure that they're safe all the way up to, you know, more of the extreme primitive survival techniques. Um, you know, we, we offer it all and can customize um, customize anything to, to anyone, really. And, and we're going to talk. I'm going to pry a few tips out of you before I let you go. But I believe you guys also are involved in some seminars down at the show today. Is that right? That's right. We actually uh, have a seminar coming up here at 11 a.m., at the Adventure Theater stage, and we'll be sharing our story about survival and then also, um, you know, more interactive session um, talking about sort of a survival tech techniques and tips that, uh, you know, people can use the next time they go out in the outdoors. Well, I think it's so important, and I'm going to talk more about that, but you got to tell me, do, do people recognize you from the show Naked and Afraid? I mean, you're dressed differently now, so it's, you know... <laughs> with, with clothes on, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they sort of seem to be in shock when they see us because we... They haven't recognized us with their clothes on, so it's uh, <laughs> um, so it's kind of that moment of like, oh man, they wear clothes. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, trust me, if people have seen me down there, I did television for 22 seasons, and I never took my shirt off. I guarantee. You. <laughs> <laughs> but no, guys, it's great, you know. And you live right here in Colorado. <laughs> I mean, people, it's kind of neat that we have you know you guys right here in Colorado, um, and you spend a lot of time in the outdoors. It's really your passion, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah, we live and breathe the outdoors. It's uh, every chance we get, you know, here in Colorado and all over the country. And We, uh, we try to always, you know, we kind of specialize in uh, what we think is uh, kind of powering the passion for, for people's outdoors a bit. Because there's a lot of people, you know, they kind of fear, okay, if I walk too far off this trail, you know, I don't want to get lost. I don't want to get stuck in the woods. Well, <laughs> we, try to, we try to teach you that, hey, if you get lost out in the woods, it's just going to be a good story when you tell everybody how you how you survived the backcountry for a bit. So. Yeah. Well, you know, they asked uh, Daniel Boone once if he was ever lost. He said, no, but I was, I might be wildered once for three days. He said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep, before exactly. we get, I want to prize some tips out of you. And then of course you got a seminar. I got to let you go coming up. But first of all, let's talk a little more about the knives. You said you make custom knives. I, I noticed you have a bunch of knives on display. Do you sell those, but then do you take orders for special knives too? Yep. Yep. We, uh, we do a lot of custom, uh, custom knives. Cause everybody's got a different, uh, a different kind of specialty they want to use it for. So, uh, so if you want a knife and you want to specialize in a in a knife for field dressing, big game, I got you covered. If you want one to 
be that everyday carry um, knife that's just going to be with you. Um, we, you know, we can make that as well. Um, anything from your simple basics to your real fancy knives. Um, they all got a lifetime warranty on them. And I tell, I tell people it's real easy to, to warranty these knives because if you can break it, it uh, I'll shake your hand and, and, uh, and, and I'll tell you a good job, good job figuring out how to break this thing and I'll make you another one. But, we, we, we know and, uh, a, a good knife is a great survival tool. Oh, it is. It's, you know what? You know what really kind of uh, kind of sealed the the importance of a knife is when you go out on naked and afraid. You have nothing, usually but a knife, and uh, and you realize real quick that a knife can make other things. Yep. And kind of teach you know kind of give you from having nothing to making something. And uh, and the, you know the a good knife is is just absolutely paramount in your, in, in just everyday life really. Oh yeah, let's move on a little bit. I don't. I don't want to get too much into the extreme. People can come down. By the way, where's your booth at the ISC show? So we're located in Real Three Hundred, booth three seventy-seven. If you walk past the demo tank where I am and just keep going, you're going to be down on the left, easy to find. But you know, yep. people people were growing in Colorado in population, and outdoors is booming. People want to get out and hike, and they fish, and they hunt, and they camp. They get outdoors. The two things that that inhibit people from outdoors. Number one is access, which we have a lot in Colorado because we have a lot of public lands. But number two is a little bit of knowledge. And I've always been a big proponent that a little bit of planning and understanding can take what might be an inconvenience, like you mentioned, if you get lost for a while or if you get injured, that if you get a little bit of preparedness, it comes, it becomes a story later and not a tragedy. Kind of give me exactly. some, tell me some of the things. We got two, three minutes here. Let's talk about what are some of the biggest mistakes people make when they head outdoors in Colorado? Uh, so one of the worst things somebody does, they get outside, it, uh, they get into a panic mode. Once you get into panic mode, your mind starts racing. If your mind's racing, you you can't focus on any one task, and you start getting um, complacent on some of the details. And so, what first thing to do is you got to remain, you know, remain, you know, stable, remain a, uh, you know, calm, and you know, you start working each problem out at a time. Um, for one thing, I tell people like if you're ever stumped making a fire, and I literally go find a stump. And uh, in a stump, you'll have a rotten part of the stump, but then you'll have a hard part of the stump. You shave that off, that's actually usually, you know, has a lot of pine pitch in it, and you'll be able to start a fire. So, you know, if you find yourself stumped on making a fire, you just literally go find a stump. Well, you and, know, uh, and that's just one of the things you can have a problem. One of the comments, I, mean, I and I used to teach some basic survival or comfort as much as survival, and having a way to start a fire, to me, exactly what you said about panic, and they start moving around and they get further lost because the last thing uh, search and rescue wants to find is where you've been. But if you make a fire, not only does it give you warmth, but it signals people where you're at. It keeps you there, and it does have a calming effect, doesn't it? Oh, really? There's nothing better than fire. <laughs> and I, I agree with you 100%. What about clothing-wise? What are some of the mistakes people make? They're heading up in the high country. Maybe it's nice out down here. What mistakes do they make clothing-wise? Oh, gosh. Clothing. Um, you know, you hear a lot of people that end up having search and rescue called on them for hypothermia. And, um, you know, because they went out, they didn't layer properly. They're not wearing the right kind of layers. They're wearing cotton, so they get sweaty. Um, and that just inhibits you know that cold against your skin i mean it's it and it compounds here in colorado because we're such high elevation um so people aren't using the right kind of materials um you know some synthetic materials wool materials that dry you know wicking moisture materials that are not only going to keep you dry but also keep you warm um you know because the weather in colorado it changes just 
Well, you know, I mean, it can change the drop of a hat. Yeah, we used to say cotton kills, and I'm sure you guys agree with that. And, and you know, yeah. and even myself that I taught some of these classes, I went up snowshoeing at Rocky Mountain National Park once, and I normally would dress. I'd have all the different layers of the different, the different materials to wick away in the wool and the Gore-Tex, just like you talked about. One day I put everything on, but I left my cotton briefs on. And I didn't think anything about it. I mean, I know this. And we snowshoed, Karen and I, quite a long trail, got back out to the road, and the car was maybe, I don't know, a half a mile away. And the sweat that had gathered on those briefs, I was vir- literally shaking and had trouble opening the car door after walking that half a mile. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, your clothing can make or break your experience. And, um, and just like basic survival tools, you know, when you need them in a pinch and you don't have them, then sometimes you just have to get creative. But, uh, yeah, clothing is a big one. All right, guys, we're, we're running out of time here, but tell people again what your seminar is at 11 o'clock and how they find your booth. So we are booth 377, row 300, Extreme Instinct. And um, you can find us at the Adventure Theater stage at 11 a.m. coming up here pretty soon. And we'll be hearing some of our survival stories and some other tips and tricks that we offer, you know, for, for everyday uh, adventurers looking to get out and or maybe learn a little bit more about survival. Well, and you get to yeah, meet great uh, stories and some good pictures. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's keep the pictures family oriented. You were naked at one time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But guys, you know, <laughs> as I've gotten to know you over the last couple of years, just a great couple. So much fun to talk to, but with so much knowledge. And folks, stop by and talk to them about the show. I mean, these guys love to engage with people and share experiences and, and they've got some wonderful ones. And, you know, you get to meet a couple stars and have a little fun. Guys, I'll see you down at the show in just a little while but thanks for coming on and uh, sharing some time with us for sure good talk with you all right thank you bet that's that's extreme instinct they're down at the ISE show just really really good people and a lot of fun hey i uh, i made a comment that something kills about uh, clothing uh the first one to text 303-713-1043 with what kills in the outdoors uh We'll give you we'll give you a pair of tickets to the International Sportsman's Exposition. We'll we'll put them in Wilcor for you. We'll take a time out and we come back. The folks from uh, uh, Colorado Clays will join us on Terry Wicks from Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Yeah, Corey and Jr. will listen for a minute while I hear the Eagles. Turn that back up. All right, we better not run too long. We do have some of our favorite people waiting on the line. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan, and I'm going to go right to the phones. And uh, joining us from Colorado Clays, and I believe that other line is JR. Okay, so we'll bring them both up. Two of my favorite people at the same time. We have Corey and JR from uh, Colorado Clays. Morning, guys. So you got slammed already at the show, huh? Oh, yeah, Terry, it's crazy. You better hurry and get back down here. Well, I'll, I'll try to get there by at least one. But no, <laughs> no, no, we'll finish this up. I am headed right down there. And Saturdays are always busy. But you know what, Corey and JR, both you guys, it's, it's our time where we get to meet people face-to-face. And that really is, uh, we, it's really a privilege, a lot of fun, and it's the best way for us to share information, isn't it? 
Yeah, Terry, we're having a fantastic time. It's another great show down here, uh, 2020 ISE. And uh, the number of people coming through right now stopping to see us here at the Colorado Clays booth is just amazing. And uh, it's just been a pleasure uh, informing these people and giving them uh, everything they need to know about Colorado's premier public shooting facility, which that is, of course, Colorado Clays. So fantastic. Well, when they do come down there and see you guys, um, you know, we talk we talk to you uh, every other week. We have you on the show. We talk about events and things that are going on. But here's a chance. You've got brochures down there. You've got video down there. You can tell them. You can really kind of tell them how you can, even though it's a public non-membership thing, you can tailor things to them. And it gives you a chance to one-on-one kind of answer their questions, doesn't it? Yeah, so what one thing we really like to do down here, Terry, you know we do a bunch of like corporate events, bachelor parties, that kind of stuff. We meet a ton of people that have never considered Colorado Clays for like a, you know, a team building, an employee outing, a birthday party, retirement party, et cetera. So that's actually, one, you know, meeting somebody face to face, you know, showing them the pictures, showing them our video. You know, everybody's in the mood right now to plan a golf outing, but a lot of people never think about, you know, planning a sporting place. Well, I'll tell you, even though JR teases me about my shotgun skills, I'd be better off there than trying to do a golf outing. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> If, if you, yeah, so, but he keeps threatening me to, to come down there and shoot. But I, I, you know, I told him I don't want to embarrass him. But <laughs> oh, no, of course not. No. But no, and all kidding aside, it, what a great event it is. You know, whether it's whether it's your um, just skeet or trap or wobble trap or the full blown uh, clay course, you guys really have something for just about everybody down there, don't you? Well, yeah, Terry, and I and I gotta say. Some of the most uh, common questions and answers we give are about the fact that we're not just a a sporting clays, trap, skeet, wobble trap, or just rifle pistol. We have it all. Uh, We're talking to people that are are wanting to start into it. And, you know, they're finding out that Colorado Clays has such tools as that patterning board, as a training trap. And we can really take them from stage one all the way through to whatever level they want to end up on all of our courses and ranges. And I'll tell you one thing that's just amazing, Terry, is the number of people who did not realize how accessible Colorado Clays is from the metro area. We're literally just 25 minutes right here from the uh, the show. And um, the, the probably the most amazing part to me is how many youth and uh, ladies are coming up to the booth today and really want to get into the sport. So it's just a fantastic opportunity for to come down and have a one-on-one with me or Corey or both of us. Well, Corey, you can attest to this, too, the fact that so many women are getting into it, and the the outdoor uh, manufacturers, the entities, are really responding to women doing outdoor activities like shooting. They're they're starting to make clothing that's more outdoor-oriented, even shooting vests and things that fit women. They're also making guns that fit women better, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. And as you know, we've got a great staff, Terry, and we have, uh, you know, one gal in particular on our staff that's doing a lot of instruction. We actually have a, a pistol, a women's pistol club that meets once a month. So, oh, yeah, it's, it's great to see the ladies getting into it. And, you know, with our experts and our staff, we can definitely help. Uh, you know, a lot of people haven't purchased a handgun or a firearm yet. So one of the things that, you know, we get a lot of is, hey, if we come out there, can we try some different guns? And then can you give us advice? So when you make a purchase, um, you're a little more educated on what's out there in the market, and you get the right thing. Well, I can't agree more that a handgun is something, or a shotgun, whatever it is. If you can shoot a rental one, if you've got your shotguns out there, 
the fit, the way it feels is so different for every person. And if you get a chance to shoot something before you go somewhere and buy it, and you guys are going to be non-biased because you don't sell the guns. You just have rental guns they can borrow. And it just makes such a difference in picking out a firearm. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you go to Cabela's and you talk to the guys there, you might get some good information, but you can't actually shoot. Do you want an over and under? Do you want a semi-automatic? So, yeah, you come out to us. We'll give you some unbiased um, opinions, let you try some different things, educate you before the buy, and then you don't end up with something that might not be the best fit and or, you know, the best choice for you. Hey, JR, do you guys have one that shoots where I aim? (laughs) Uh, I have a gun that does, Terry, but I'm a little worried about um, your aim and... Um, maybe your skills on the boat. But hey. I did, didn't want to get into that right yeah, away. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Hey, guys, before we let go, I want to talk a little bit, though. You know, people think that shooting is an expensive sport. And really, if you were going to come out and uh, use a rental gun or bring your own gun out, whatever you do out there, the cost of just some beginning shotgunning, like being out on, say, the um, beginning trap or something, really is inexpensive, isn't it? Yeah, well, and Terry, uh, we're, we, we're kind of busy. I didn't hear a lot of that, but I think where you're going, yeah, as far as uh, it, going back to what you were saying, shooting where you're aiming, uh, best place to start is that pattern board to establish that. Right. Yeah. And then if you need to go to the trap, but the best part of all is the, the pricing is fantastic. So it's only $10 to go get uh, that gun pattern and sighted in so you know it's shooting where you're looking. And then it's just a mere $7.50 a round for trap and skeet, which is basically 25 targets. So each time you shoot a box of shells, it's only seven fifty for your target. It's just a, a really great price. Oh, it really is. So you can come out there and very inexpensively enjoy a, a, a time, getting, whether you're a beginner or advanced. And then, of course, you have the full range. Not only do you have the skeet, the trap, the beginning things, and the educational parts of it, but you have the full rifle and pistol range, and you just always got knowledgeable people in charge of those ranges in case something comes up or you need help. But I heard a nasty rumor that if people mention they heard us talking on the show today, you might even give them a little better discount. We never get to do this, Terry, and JR gave me permission today to actually do a coupon. So if you come to the booth, 2313, right down from you, we're going to be giving $5 off a round of uh, weekday sporting plays in January or $5 off a rifle range or a range fee. Um, just mention Terry Wickstrom at our booth and we will be giving that away today. Yep. All you got to do is mention my name and watch JR laugh and then they'll write out a coupon for you. <laughs> yeah, but right. I'll, I'll tell you what, the one thing that kind of bothers me about this is if you guys give any more discount, you're going to be paying people to shoot there. <laughs> right. Well, we hardly ever give away discounts. So this is this is a new thing JR told me I could do today. So. All right. So if they come by and they mention Terry Wickstrom, they get a $5 coupon good through the end of January. Yep. Uh, during the week. Weekdays only. Weekdays only. Okay. So we'll remember that. Folks, get down. If you're headed down to the show, they're right down from me. And just go down and talk to them. Get that $5 off and head out there. you really enjoy it. Last comment. Is it really busy? I suppose I should let you guys go. Yeah, Terry, we're elbow to elbow here, uh, just helping out so many people and having a great time. So please, everyone, come down and see us at the Colorado Plays booth. All right. I'll see you guys down there in just a bit. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Terry. You bet. That's Corey and JR from Colorado Clays. Just good people. Just uh, really, really, uh, just really enjoy dealing with them. They're, you know what? We joke back and forth, um, but they're going to take care of you. They're 
They're really good at what they do. They run a, a tremendous range. It's uh, it, you don't need to be a member. You can. They've got all the shotgun and they got the rifle and pistol. And they're just good people. And uh, I tell you what, th- their charges are so low to get five bucks off during the week by mentioning Terry Wickstrom could be just a tremendous. I mean, you're not going to pay hardly anything to get out there and go kick the tires and do a little shooting. We'll take a quick time out. We we'll come back. We'll finish up the show on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Another great Eagles song, Take It to the Limit. You know, they're coming here in March. And somebody bought me tickets. I hope she's listening. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You know, we've been talking ISE today, and I want everybody to come down there and see me. I will be there. I'll leave here. I'll head down to the demo tank at ISE. I'll be down there. Uh, till 7 o'clock today and uh, 10 to 5 tomorrow, I believe, we'll be down there, Karen and I. Please come by and say hi. A couple of reasons. Love to meet the people who listen to the show. We really appreciate the comments we get. But we also love the feedback. And are we providing things you want to hear? Are, are we covering the topics you want? You know, the, the outdoor demographic is changing and people are doing different things. Maybe we need to change and cover some different things. We want to hear that from you. Or maybe you want more of the same stuff, or maybe you don't like some of the things we cover. You know, don't be afraid to talk, but it's really rewarding because we do hear so many people come by and tell us that they listen all the time. And it really is rewarding to us to meet you and, and get to understand and become like part of our family when you become a listener to this show. And follow us follow us on Facebook. Um, you know, we've been giving away um, some tickets to the International Sportsman's Exposition and stuff this week. But we're going to be putting up more trivia. I'm going to line up some really good prizes, and we'll be doing more trivia questions. And most of the time, the answer to that trivia question to win prizes is posted on our Facebook as a trivia uh, fact during the week. That gives you a chance. In addition to that, being on our Facebook page, you'd have known that Jimmy Houston and I were going to do a session last night together, and you could plan around that or you could you'll know if we have a special guest coming up on the show or a lot of times we'll take one of our podcasts and we will uh we'll put that uh, something that we thought really hit the nail on the head from the, the saturday show and we'll put a link to the podcast right on our facebook page terry wickstrom outdoors now you can as far as podcasts you can go back weeks and months by going to 1043thefan.com going to my page and scrolling down there's podcasts there by the hour and also by the interview that you can you can do for months after the show is over if you want to go back and review. By the way, we did get an answer to our trivia question. Uh, it was Cotton Kills, and that was the answer, Cotton Kills. Remember that. Come by and ask me about it at the show because that is really, really, uh, it's an important factor as you go in the outdoors in Colorado. And remember, we've got the walleye panel today. That is always popular. We're going to have some of the best walleye anglers in the United States on that panel. And we're going to share a lot of great information. And I've just been joined in the studio, but I don't think he's one of the greatest walleye fishermen in the country. But he loves the outdoors, Dan Jacobs. Well, I was thinking about you yesterday. Uh, I, was, I took the dam road home. And uh, just, I, I guess I'd never noticed it before, but it was kind of partially frozen, partially not. So beautiful blue water. Part of it was covered in ice. 
And then I noticed on the shore it was thick enough. There were guys out there with their ice fishing and their uh, tents, their little whatever those igloo things are. And they're out there doing some nice ice fishing. Oh, yeah. And we had a cold, cold night last night. The Front Range lakes have been kind of on and off again. And they uh, we had a cold night last night. We're going to have another cold night tonight. We're going to see more of that lake be available. And word is both there in Chatfield. They're doing really well on the walleyes and catching a bunch of trout. Ice fishing has really taken off in Colorado. Yeah. Well, here's what I want you to work on, Terry. I really want you to work on, it's what we in the business call presentation, um, how you present to the fish, the baits, the lures, because it's not just about throwing throwing the rod in there and trying to get a fish to run into it. And I really want you to focus on that because I think it'll make you a much better fisherman. Well, thank you. Coming from you, that's useless information. <laughs> you know, well, you know, you said you're going to have a panel, and, and you know, I, I always like it when there are people out there that can show you how to actually fish. I think we're all better off. Well, some of um, us are. Because you could, use the, you could some, use the help. Some of us are humble enough where we even know that as great as we are, we can learn from anybody. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are you going to cover on the show today? Oh, we got a lot to cover. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Chris Harris Jr., uh, Joe Klatt uh, came on the station this week talking about, you know, uh, kind of cor- uh, pouring cold water on this whole Drew Locke business. We got a, a jam-packed show for the next three hours. And you'll, you'll, we have, uh, you'll appreciate this. You're from Minnesota. We're going to have Vikings superfan Chris Mason on. Are Vikings fans the Eeyores of the NFL? Well, I don't know about that, but I want to. Uh, I got I still have a couple minutes of my time, so you can't accuse me of stealing your show here. But I gave the Vikings the way they ended the year. I gave them zero shot to beat New Orleans, and they beat them. So, do they have a chance Shows against the Forty ers Yeah, they absolutely have a chance. Jimmy Garoppolo is making his first playoff start. The Niners are still a, a really young team that you got to remember up till they were learning up till last year they were you know even last year they were kind of a bad team this is their breakthrough season but oftentimes you'll see teams have to still once they become good and you can see this out of the Ravens too have to learn how to win in the playoffs it, it's a different so absolutely it's a different animal did uh, Kurt Cousins get the monkey off his back a little bit he did a little bit uh, you know I was talking to somebody um, in Minnesota this morning, and they say, you know, they, they have a saying there, there's there's good Kirk and there's bad Kirk, and they don't know which one's going to show up. So it's like, I think that's a play off the Star Trek. Remember yeah, when yeah, uh, yeah. Captain Kirk, there was Yeah, a, there was know, dual yeah, yes. kind of things like that. Yeah, so, there's a lot going on. I mean, there's, we, got the, we got the college national championship coming up. I mean, it's kind of a, a football, plethora of football this weekend. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, we got one, I call it... Uh, one month left till the dark times when football, you know, goes away on the weekends. Now we'll talk about it. There's never an off season for talking football here on on the fan, but you don't have it to look forward to every Saturday and Sunday when you get up after, you know, the playoffs are over. So it's all right, the well dark we're going we're gonna end Terry Wickstrom outdoors. We'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour, and then at that time, Dan Jacobs will come in and attempt to educate us on some football right here on 104.3 The Fan.